Well, good morning. So glad that you're here this morning. As Alex said, we are one church, multiple locations. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm the campus pastor here at Milestone McKinney. And uh, as Alex mentioned, we have our main campus in Keller, where our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff, is at, and uh, our Hazlitt campus. But we are thrilled that you are right here with us in McKinney this morning. I hope everyone had an amazing Christmas with friends and family. Uh, if you're wondering, where was I? If you've been to any of our services, you know exactly where I was Christmas morning at about 10 a.m. I was at IHOP. I almost got out of IHOP. If you've been around, you know my kids, a little family tradition is getting to IHOP Christmas morning. So we were at IHOP, got there, and uh, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, I will say this. You want to know what was amazing? David. David was our server. We actually sat in the same booth we sat in last year. David, who helped us last year, was the same guy. He was amazing. And uh, just go to IHOP. Ask for David. You know, shameless plug for David at IHOP. But we had a great Christmas, and I hope uh, that you had a great Christmas as well. I know it's a special time with family. Uh, I know for us, our Christmas Eve services were amazing, and I just want to take a minute just to celebrate all that God did during our Christmas uh, candlelight celebration. Just some special moments. So grateful for all of our kids team, uh, Chris and the team back there that served family. So grateful for uh, all of our serve team that was here serving on the Sunday before as well as uh, serving Christmas Eve, and it was an amazing time. Just a special moment with, uh, with us as a spiritual family, and it was amazing to see and hear about the lives that were impacted and touched, those who gave their life to the Lord during Christmas Eve, and uh, it was just an amazing time, and just so grateful uh, that we had an opportunity to celebrate that with you. I, I don't know about you, some of you, if you have young kids, we have young kids, so you know, you may be here this morning and you're still trying to recover, okay? I don't know, like you think about Christmas morning, and I, I, I talked to some friends, Wendy and I started having children a little uh, later uh, within our marriage, and so our kids are a lot younger than most of our friends' kids. Their kids, I was talking to someone, and I was like, hey, how was it? Like, man, I got up. I talked to one. He said, it was still like light outside. I woke up. I thought something was wrong. You know, what's going on? You know, my kids, teenagers, they're like, the greatest Christmas gift in the world is sleep. Thank you. You know, it's like, I'm going to sleep in. So God bless you. You're in that season. Everyone else who's in that younger kid age, you know what I'm talking about? We went to bed about three in the morning. All right. And then at about 630 or seven, our kids are crawling into our bed like, let's go. We're like, nah, nah, it ain't time yet. Give us till like uh, 730, eight o'clock. You know, you're just trying to like recover and just try to to enjoy and embrace the moment you're trying to stay awake you know so that you can enjoy the moment with the kids and you think about that moment it's amazing how it progresses really quickly have you ever been in a moment where you're like that escalated quickly you know it could have been a workout it could have been a, a work event it could have been a conversation you know it's kind of like well that escalated quickly because Christmas morning starts out like this it looks a little bit like this it's all nice and you work so hard and you decorate and you you've got all the Christmas packages and it's amazing how in a matter of moments it looks like this Boom. It's like shrapnel everywhere, paper everywhere. You spent 30 minutes per gift trying to wrap it, make it look perfect. Those kids, boy, they can open that gift in about 3.2 seconds. You're like, man, what, 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 can you just enjoy that a moment? Take a look. Take a picture. And, and you think about these moments and how quickly they go by. And as I prayed for you and I've been thinking about you, actually leading in prior to Christmas Eve service, I was, I was thinking about this service, thinking about this moment. 
and thinking about this time and us coming together as we get ready for the new year. And, and, and I have a message that just, uh, just is specific for you, for us, in this moment, in this season. The title of today, today's message is A Promise Fulfilled. Well, what do you do on the back end of A Promise Fulfilled? Because see, right now, we're kind of in that, I don't know about you, but that season between Christmas and then New Year's Day, it's kind of a little weird sometimes or awkward. You know, it's like, what do you say? I've already found myself as early as yesterday. I'm like, Merry, Happy New Year. You're like, what, what do you say? You're so used to saying Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Now it's like you, you just kind of like stumble over your words. And, and even then you're like, Happy New Year. But it's like not the New Year. So like, like what do you actually say this week? You know, it's like I want to get to New Year so I can say like, Happy New Year. What do you like? Hey, how's it going? Hope you had a good Christmas. That's what I find myself saying. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you had a good Christmas. So it's like, what do you say? What do you do in this moment? And, and, and I don't know, maybe... The place that you're in this week going into the new year, you know, it may be a very like low key. You took the week off. You're enjoying it. If you're in sales, it could be high stakes for you. You're like trying to hit your sales quota. You're push, push, drive, drive. Come tomorrow morning at Monday. You're going 90 to nothing between Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday till you take off New Year's Eve. I mean, it's it. I don't know what it may be for you. But here's what I do know is sometimes this week. I know I found myself doing it. We kind of just overlook this week. We overlook what this week looks like. I think the significance of this week. And, and, and one of the things I started doing a few years back is really taking this week to really reflect. To reflect back on all that God has done over this past year and to look to the future with vision. And to see what God might do this next year. You know, I don't know what Christmas Day was like for you. I know, I know for some, I've talked to them. And, and I think for many, as much as, you know, you've looked forward to Christmas and planned, and I shared with you how so many people, they're setting up Christmas decorations, like, you know, in, in October, right? They're getting ready, and they're getting excited. There were many people I talked to, it was like, man, it's already here. I can't believe it. it didn't even feel like Christmas. And, and it's amazing how once Christmas happens, I don't know, maybe you got the gift that you were wanting. Maybe you gave the gift that you were wanting to give and you were just looking forward to that moment and you had all this excitement. I don't know what Christmas morning was like for you, but for many, it's, it's this moment of high where you're on the mountaintop and you have all the excitement, you have all the traditions. Maybe you, well, you weren't at IHOP because I was looking for some of you. I invited y'all to come and join me at IHOP. I got a table for 12 and none of y'all showed up, okay? So I was waiting, all right? You know, whatever the tradition may be, whatever it is, that you do for Christmas, it's amazing how the very next day, it's like, all right, on to the next. And sometimes, I know I felt this way, it's kind of like you're like, you want it to slow down a little bit. You, you just want to kind of live in the moment. You want to live in that, can we, can, we, can we hold on to it? How do we do that? Well, what do we look at and how do we get there? I want you to open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verse 15, because what I want to do is I, I want us to look at that very first Christmas morning. As I thought about that very first Christmas morning, what is it that, that we can learn? Because you think about what was happening. I want to give just a little context before we, before we dive into the text in Luke chapter 2, verse 15. It, 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 you have the shepherds. The angel visits the shepherds, shows up to them. The Bible says they were actually terrified. And the, and, and the angels give word to the shepherds about what to expect and, and something that they could look forward to and tells them about this event that is happening, this moment in time that's happening in Bethlehem. 
And so they decide, hey, we're, we're going to go and see what's happening, what's going on. And we pick up in Luke chapter 2, verse 15. It says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Here are these shepherds, and there's this expectancy about what the Lord is about to reveal. You see, when you think about, you think about this, you think about what's happening. In one moment, they're terrified. I mean, I, I, I may have been terrified as well if a, an angel showed up out of nowhere and was like, hey, go to Bethlehem. I have this thing I want you to see, I want you to experience. But there was this expectancy. They said they want to go. They wanted to see what was happening. Well, see, trust. They were trusting. Hey, the angel told us this. Let's go. They had no, there was, there was no proof. There was just a word. There was a word that God had given them. And what happened? They trusted in that word. That trust led to expectancy. Expectancy leads to reality. You think, well, hold, hold on, Chris. What, what, what do you mean? Well, when there's a trust, at just one word, when God speaks, we just got done singing it. Even when you don't see it, he's working. He's moving. You don't see it. You don't know if God is actually doing something, but you trust because of what he's spoken to you. You trust because of the promise that he has for you. So then there's this level of expectancy. Well, when you lean into expectancy, it leads to reality. It's interesting because I'm reminded of something, and maybe some of you, you took this course in college as well. I think back to taking accounting, Right? Which I'm not an accountant. Thank God I'm not an accountant. Maybe you took accounting. And, and you know, when I, when I was taking accounting, all you think about is like numbers. Does it add up? But what's interesting is when you study accounting, what also plays into it, they talk a lot about just kind of your language, your conversation, the type of personality and interaction you have to have. And they actually talk a lot about a growth mindset. And if, you've, if you follow leadership in any capacity, you, you hear a lot about growth mindset. What does that mean? Essentially what it's talking about is I have this expectancy. I have this idea of where I'm moving. There's a vision of where I'm going and what I want it to look like. And as I set my eyes on that vision, I begin to move towards it. There may be challenges. There may be obstacles. There may be uncertainty. But I have expectancy about what is ahead of me. That's what the shepherds are experiencing. Angel shows up. Gives them this word. They say, hey, let's go. Let's go and see what's happening. We, we continue to read on. Verse 16. It says, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Okay, so Jesus has been born. This is the very first Christmas morning. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. What do they do? They're sharing with Mary and Joseph and those others that are there what the angel had told them. And watch what happens. Here's what it says. Verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So here they are. They're sharing what the angels had said. Now, what was it that the angels had said? Well, let's look back, and you're going to look at verse 10 and 11, and, and this is what the angels told them. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Saying, I've got good news, there's great joy, and there's a Savior. 
Now remember, they were expecting their Savior. They were expecting a Messiah, but he didn't show up the way they thought, and he didn't show up when they thought, yet it was revealed to them. It was revealed to them. It was shown to them. What is it that the Lord is wanting to reveal to you? What has he been revealing to you? What's he been trying to get you to see this past year? What's he been trying to get you to see in this season? What's he been trying to reveal to you? Maybe even Christmas morning, you stop a minute and you slow down and you begin to see how God is working and how he's moving and what he's wanting to show you. Now, when you look back at verse 18, it said that many of them that were there, the people were what? They, were in one, they weren't wondering what was happening. They, were in, they had awe and wonder. They were amazed. Some translations said they were amazed and impressed. They were impressed about what they heard the angels say, that there is good news, there is great joy, there is a Savior for you. There is good news for your life. There is great joy for your life. You, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is a Savior that doesn't take and make bad people good. He comes and takes spiritually dead people and makes them alive. He makes you alive. And you may be walking through life and you're going, I can't wait for this last week of 2020 to be done. Dumpster fire, okay? Some of you have been, it was, it was uh, you know, it's just you have this experience of going, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get going. It may have been the hardest thing, but here's what Mary did. While everyone else was impressed in awe and wonder, they may have been amazed. What did Mary do? Let's take a page from Mary's life. It said that she treasured these things in her heart. She, she considered them. One translation says that she meditated on them and considered what the Lord had said. How many times do we consider what we hear? How many times do we stop on the back end of a promise and consider what has been experienced? And remember, this is a promise fulfilled. They've been waiting for the Messiah and now he is here. It didn't look like they thought, didn't happen when they thought, but this is a promise fulfilled. You see, as we wrap up 2020, you, you have to realize that 2020 is a promise fulfilled. You may go, whoa, slow down, Chris. I don't know. I mean, you don't know my 2020. My 2020 has not been a promise fulfilled. Oh, no, no, no. I would tell you it has. I don't have to know the details of what you've walked through. I don't have to know the ups and the downs because we all experience them. And don't hear what I'm not saying, nor am I minimizing the challenges you've experienced. What I'm telling you is when we see a promise fulfilled correctly, then it gives us hope for what's ahead. It gives us hope for what's right now. We begin to see things a little differently because there is a promise that has been fulfilled in our life. And oftentimes we don't understand how to respond on the back end of a promise fulfilled. I don't know about you, but for me, I get ready to move on. You see, 2020 may not have been a promise fulfilled, because you know what? It didn't check all the boxes that you wanted. You had an idea and a thought of what 2020 would look like, and it didn't meet all those expectations. And so you're thinking, well, you know, just moving on. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. 2020 was a promise fulfilled, just like Christmas morning was a promise fulfilled. Well, how can you say that, Chris? What, what do you mean? How do, I, how do I take that? I want to get real practical here in just a minute. I want to give you just three simple things that I think are going to help you and help us make the most of this next week. But that's really been my heart and prayer for you. 
How do you look at the last few days that you have of 2020 and recognize that you're on the other end of a promise fulfilled? I know things may not have turned out the way you wanted. I know this may have been the most difficult year of your life. I know for some of you, you may be right in the middle of some of the greatest challenges you've ever experienced. You're not, you, you really don't know how the situation that you're in right now is going to turn out, what it's going to look like, what's on the other end. You don't know how you're going to get through this valley that you're in. Is there going to be a mountaintop or is it just going to be, hey, we're going to move on and this is, I guess, the way that it is. It could be in marriage. It could be in business. It could be in life. It could be with your children, whatever it may be. But I want you to understand, first and foremost, we have to understand we're on the back end of a promise fulfilled. There's a promise God has for you. And that promise is first found in Jesus. But as you recognize how he's working and moving in your life, you begin to recognize what it is that we do on the other end of a promise fulfilled. I want us to look at Mary's life and and take a picture and take a a snapshot and and let's take some things from her life and go, okay, how do I apply that to my life? Because what did she do? She stopped. She didn't move on, she treasured, she meditated, she thought, she considered what had been said, that there is good news, there is great joy, and there is a Savior. So so what do we do? How do we respond? How do we handle a promise fulfilled? How, How can we make the most of this next week? Well, first is this. The first thing I think that we have to do is we have to look and recognize that we, we respond to a promise fulfilled with gratitude for the past. Gratitude for the past. Now, right here already, you're having a hard time embracing what I'm saying because you're looking towards the past and going, there ain't nothing to be grateful for. Oh, yes, there is. You may think, well, you don't, you don't understand what it's been like for 2020. I think of the words of David in Psalms 23. Many of you know the beginning of that scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You continue to read down. He leads me, he guides me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I mean, you want to talk about an individual who had high highs and low lows. David was one of them. And he wraps up Psalms 23 and he says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That's something to be grateful for. You hear me say it often, gratitude is the shortest lived emotion because we experience it, thank you, grateful, and then we move on. But when we slow down a little bit and we recognize what we can be grateful for, I think of Lamentations 3, his mercies are new, what, every morning, every morning there's something to be grateful for. Every morning there's breath in your lungs. Even in the middle of the most challenging moment, you can be grateful. And if you're going to embrace and make the most of a promise fulfilled, you look at it with gratitude. Gratitude. I'm grateful for all that you've done. God, I'm I'm grateful for how you're working and how you've been moving and the, the way that you've made a way when it seems like there is no way. Even when I don't see it, God, you're working. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Because the truth is, the things you've experienced, even the challenging moments... They could have been much worse. They could have been much different. And you think, I don't know how it could have gotten any worse. Chris, I really don't. But the fact that you have today shows you that you can be grateful for yesterday. Now, I'm not saying 
that what you experienced in the past was okay, was easy, was fun, was right. That's what makes gratitude hard. It's the same reason that forgiveness is hard. Because we think if we're being grateful for what happened in the past, then that means that we're saying what happened in the past is okay. That's why forgiveness is challenging. If we choose to forgive, then we're saying that what was done to us or what was said to us is okay. That's not at all what it is. You see, gratitude is an issue of the heart, not a list of the facts. Gratitude and forgiveness is an issue of the heart, not a discerning on whether or not what happened to you was right and okay, justified or not. You can be grateful even in the midst of the most challenging. You see, when you're on the other end, what did Mary do? She treasured, she considered, she meditated, she thought about. Let's not take this week and just be so quick. I'm ready to move on. Just like when it's Christmas morning. Give me that gift. All right, on to the next thing. You're like, whoa, 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 slow down. Let me take a picture. Let me, do you like that? Hey, you know, all the things you're trying to do to just capture the moment with your family or your kids. It's amazing how we do that in life and we forget our heavenly father and the good gifts that he's given. Every good and perfect thing comes from the Lord above. And we can be easy to just, boom, let's move on. No, 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 let's be grateful for the past. But then here's the next thing, is we have hope for today. At our Christmas Eve services, our candlelight services, we talked a lot about hope. I talked to you about hope. And there is hope that we can have for today. Hope is not far off. Hope is not something that's out there. Hope is not just way, oh man, no, no, no. Hope is for today. You can have hope for today. God is working and moving. You see, when you get your gratitude up and and you look back at how he has been faithful, you're able to have hope for today. Because remember, as as we learned, if you were here for our Christmas Eve services, hope is simply trusting in a God who is always faithful. God, you've done it before. You'll do it again. I literally was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday at the gym. We're talking, having a conversation, and he's telling me, He's saying, man, Chris, I can't, you know, it's just crazy. Like, I was reading this morning, and God just reminded me of how good and faithful he's been and all these things, and it amazes me how I just forget we all do it. He's like, I look back, and I see how God has made a way multiple times within my life, over and over and over again. And when I stop a minute and I recognize those things, I have hope for today. Because if you're looking at today by just simply the circumstances, you miss out on the power of a hope fulfilled. Because there's been a promise that has been fulfilled. You see, you can have hope for today. When you have hope for today, it changes what you think about, what you meditate on. Adrian shared with you out of Joshua 1.9. He didn't know this. But I thought about how do you... How do you set what you put your mind on and what you focus on? Well, Joshua 1.8, just before verse 9, which is a command, be bold and courageous. Know the Lord your God is with you. This is what it says in Joshua 1.8. He didn't know I was preaching on this or sharing this. You want to you think about the Lord is trying to say something to you? You, you want to you recognize, hey, church, we're on the back end of a promise fulfilled. I have something for you. I want to help you see things correctly. I want you to recognize no matter how old, no matter the season of life, no matter how young, no matter what 2020 has been like, as you're moving into 2021, there is hope for today. Here's where we get hope. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Where does prosperity and success come from? Meditating on God's word. Then it goes into verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be bold and courageous and know the Lord your God is with you wherever you might go. Why do I have hope for today? Because I'm sitting meditating on God's promise. I'm thinking about how he's been with me and how he's for me. And I'm grateful for the past and I have hope for today because his word is what sets my perspective on how I see today. Not my bank account, not my 401k, not the title at the front of my desk. Not how well my kids are doing and how, how bad they're doing. And I understand, Mom and Dad. There's no pain like kid pain. You're only as happy as your most unhappy child. If, if your child, the, the, the child that is doing the worst, having the most difficult time, th- that's about as happy as you're going to be because there's no pain like kid pain. It makes it difficult and challenging. But that doesn't set what I focus on. His word. Gives me hope for today because it's in his word. There's a promise. There's a promise. And the greatest promise that was ever fulfilled came over 2,000 years ago. And on that very first Christmas morning, Mary wasn't simply, I mean, she was amazed in it all. (laughs) She just gave birth to Jesus. I'm sure she was feeling other things as well, but what did she do when the shepherds came and said, hey, Here's what the angel said. There is good news. There is great joy. And there is a savior. She stopped. She considered. She pondered. She reflected on what God was saying. Because then what begins to happen is it gives us expectancy for the future. I get real expectant about what's ahead. There's a vision that God has for you and for me. Where there's no vision, the people perish. You can live with expectancy for the future. That's not pie in the sky, just ignoring what's happening around you and just living out in the future. That's not daydreaming. No, that's living with vision. That's understanding that because there is a promise fulfilled, I have expectancy for what is ahead. You see, this promise being fulfilled that very first Christmas morning, when you wake up New Year's Day 2021, I mean, we have it built into our annual calendar. It's simply a reset. It's a starting line. You see, Christmas morning was simply a starting line for the promise being fulfilled that would finally be fulfilled 33 years later when Jesus went to that cross and died on the cross for your sins and for mine. There's expectancy for what's ahead. It's the same thing when someone gives their life to the Lord. People that surrendered their life to the Lord this past week during the candlelight services When you give your life to Jesus, it's not like, oh, okay, awesome, check mark, done, moving on. It's the starting line for what God wants to do in your life. It's the starting line for you growing in the fullness of your relationship with Jesus. It's the starting line for living fulfilled and living with purpose and walking in the fullness and the purpose that God has in store for you. There's an expectancy. What are you expecting for? What what are you believing for? What are you looking for? You see, when you're on the back end of a a promise fulfilled, it should bring expectancy for the future and what's ahead. 
I think of the words of the prophet Micah. Micah chapter 7, verse 7. Here's what it says. It says, but as for me, I watch in hope. There's that word. For the Lord, I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. I think of the, the words of the prophet Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. One translation actually changes that word waiting to hope. You've heard me say it before. Waiting isn't wasting. Waiting is hoping. It's an expectancy for what God is going to do. As I was reading this and as I was looking at it and I was looking at some different translations and I love how the message translation actually captures this scripture and this is what it says. But me, sounds a little Cajun. If you read that, if you're from Louisiana, you know what I'm talking about. But me, I'm not giving up. I'm sticking around to see what God will do. I'm expectant for 2021 about what God may do. My prayer for you is that you would be expectant about what God may do for 2021. But can I tell you how you get to that level of expectancy? You need to be grateful for the past. When you're not grateful for all that you've experienced in 2020, you're not going to have hope for today because you're living in how bad yesterday was. And you certainly won't have vision and expectancy for all that he has ahead of you. You may think, well, Chris, this is, I mean, this is kind of like a primer for, you know, just a, a New Year's resolution type of message. No, I believe. It seemed like every time I would, I would read this scripture in Luke 2, verse 18. I just try and get away from it. Now, I'm doing Advent. I'm not, I'm not, again, there's very few times where I'm like, you know, I'm trying to make this like super spiritual. I mean, I'm thinking, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? We got one service. It's a service. The last service. This is the last service of 2020. Next week, next Sunday, it'll be January, what, 3rd, I guess, whatever. We're in it. Second, third. I don't know, whatever day it is. I don't know. It'll be, Jan it'll be 2021. Next time I see you. I'll see you in the new year. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and as I was going, reading through some Advent stuff yesterday, guess what scripture popped up in my book? Luke 2, verse 18. And God's saying for us, just stop a minute. Let's treasure and consider. Let's ponder and meditate. You're on the back end of a promise fulfilled. I've got great things in store for you and I want you to be expectant about it. But you're only going to get there if you have hope for today and you're only going to get to having hope for today if you're grateful for yesterday. And I know, I know. I don't have to know every detail, but having walked with people for 22 years of ministry, life's hard. Even this week, Wendy and I just getting news of just things that just Things are just hard. Walking with people, it's just hard. Challenges in your marriage, challenges with your kids, challenges with your health, challenges with work and family, and it's just hard. But you can be grateful. We can be grateful. We can have hope. And we can be expectant.